Denise Serbins. And I'm Mike Herbins. And welcome to It's Your Water. I'm glad you found us. Today's episode is DI Resin. Where's that resin for DI water? Which came first? We'll talk about that. What is DI resin, Mike? DI is an acronym for deionized water. Deionized meaning that there are synthetic anion and cation resins. And they mix them together. And they do that to essentially remove all the minerals from the water. And it's through the deionization process. You're removing the ions or, or exchanging de-ion. them off. Yeah, yeah. exchanging them. Yeah. And uh, I say it's like a ionic kumbaya going on oh, there between okay. the anions they're and the cations. Each other yeah, they're just sticking. And we'll let you know how they stick in a minute here. And it's kind of important because you got to get this right. Just like everything else on these podcasts, you got to get it right. And all these years, I keep saying that, I'm getting old. <laughs> you all keep these saying years. I've only been doing this for 10 uh, years. I don't know about you. Yeah, 10. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> There's a lot of things come our way, a lot of challenges. And that's what we want to share. So, Well, what makes the anion and cation resins different from other resins. I mean, we know well, cation and we know anion. Why is this different? It's how it's regenerated. So anion and cation resin that we normally use for, say, anions for nitrates, nitrate removal, sulfate reduction, and we all know what cation. We use that for iron and hardness and calcium and magnesium. Calcium, but it's regenerated normally with sodium chloride. So the cation uses the sodium portion to regenerate itself, to exchange. And the anion, like for nitrates and sulfates, uses the chloride portion of the sodium chloride. So they're both being regenerated with plain salt. Plain salt, and out the other end, you would get sodium chloride again. So Mm -hmm. in the, uh, the water stream. So what makes the deionized mixed bed resins, we'll talk about mostly mixed bed, Mm -hmm. is they're regenerated with hydrochloric acid. That's the cation. And that's the cation. And a purified form of sodium hydroxide. And sometimes it's called rayon. Yeah, rayon grade. Yeah, rayon grade, which is you need, uh, well, the better the ingredients, the better the water quality. So now you can imagine you just can't do this in your basement. Because if you get it wrong, you have a base and an acid, and they get together and they explode. If you poured the... <laughs> so, We've got stories about that, too, Yeah, or, the, or a deadly <laughs> a deadly gas cloud goes up pretty instantaneous in your... You know, in your basement. In your basement, you're yeah. dead. So uh, it's embarrassing to find yourself cooked lungs and, you know. Yeah. Well, if you're doing them separately, though, in your basement, you won't have that issue. You won't have that problem. But yeah. you will have really low pH going out there. Very low the, pH the and wastewater. And, oh, yeah, it would be a horrible situation because the wastewater stream would, ah, we're getting crazy here. But yeah. you get the gist of it. This isn't for the slight of heart or the. Yeah, uh, don't do it. Don't do don't it in do your it shop. So. Where do we use it? Well, I did my little corny Johnny Cash thing, but I've been everywhere, man. Well, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, see, Dion, I'm not a I, Cash. there's a lot of places that uh. you can use it. And like car washes, spot free, window washing, chip making, water for injection, antifreeze, sodium free drinks, dialysis, pharmaceuticals, EDM machines, power generating, cleaner making, just wherever 
you don't need minerals messing with your product. Okay. If you're making a product and you don't want any, well, the way I explain it is you don't want ingredients in your ingredients. Hmm. And so if you have a process that needs very pure water, you don't need competition spotting anything that'll interact with the conductivity of your water or your process, you have to have deionized water. So, can we drink it? Not recommended. Not recommended. That's why you wouldn't really use it in your home because DI water is hungry water, as I call it. It's a solvent. Water is a solvent, right? That's mm-hmm. why it's down in the ground and in the oceans and it's constantly dissolving rocks and salts and materials and good things and bad things. So what happens is if you use it in a home, it would dissolve your pipes over time. Over well, not time. if you have PVC, but certainly not a coffee PVC. maker. Huh? Your coffee maker, your water heater, anything. That, this is angry water. And I say that because it's void of all minerals. And it just wants to pull. And, and, it and wants the minerals it has, back. Yeah, it wants the minerals back. And there's probably the some scientific process like homeostasis or something like that that happens. But it will basically eat your metal pipes and fixtures. So stick with reverse osmosis at home. It's a mild, you don't need deionized no, water in a house, no. um, which kind of concerns me about some drinking water filters out there that have deionized yeah. process in them. And there's other things that people say, oh, it'll kill you because it'll pull all your, it'll, it'll melt your bones. <laughs> it'll take all the calcium <laughs> out of your bones. Enamel off your teeth. Yeah, it won't and, do that. And uh, amalgam but, but out of your... But on the other hand, if you have it, it's really... Good to use in things like a steamer or a steamer, your iron. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. just like distilled water. To your uh, car? Yeah, well, that's something I'm going to get back at you. Oh. If you're going to do spot-free rinse. Yeah. Yeah, I want okay. to tell you about a, something a little bit later. So, Are there different grades of this resin? Yeah, so it depends on the application. Like spot-free window washing, you can go with a low grade, a 50-50 mix. 50 mm-hmm. anion, 50 cation. Unless you're using uh, water for injection. You think, well, we can't use no. crap resin for... No, I think it's. Yeah, that's, they, I think that's, they say that's yeah, high, high purity. It's high resin. purity. So you see there's many different types, and we're not going to bore you with that. But don't use a nuclear-grade, highly purified anion-cation mix bed for window washing or spot-free rinse uh, that they would use. It's just, it's overkill. Mm-hmm. So yes, there are many different grades, but not that many. I, no, I, I'm going to no. say not that There's many. There's not 50. It's, it's, no. But what I've learned is that manufacturers actually do have uh, just a base grade for, you know, don't go with the heavy duty stuff when you don't need it. It all has to do with the cost as well. Yeah. So how do um, we apply these resins? Well, don't just wing it here. Uh, just run your applications past the experts in the field. So that's important, and we're kind of the experts. So say so you have a good application, and first we would need a complete water analysis. Cations uh, and anions? Cations and anions. Because it's a loading factor, I say seats on the bus. You know, mm-hmm. and the more people you put in the bus, the less seats you're going to have. And, mm-hmm. and same thing. Do we so, need this even if we're going for a spot-free rinse or 
window no. washing? The more detail you would need is more critical the process. Okay. So the very least you would need would be the TDS. TDS. Okay. So a TDS is a snapshot of all the dissolved minerals in the water. It's total dissolved solids. So there's many meters out there you can buy from an El Cheapo one that is $49 mm-hmm. to a super duper laboratory one that may be 4900 Yeah, wow. but really you get what you pay for with a TDS meter. And it's a good, it's a good thing to have is a pocket mm-hmm. TDS meter. So some of your customers have them. Yeah. They do. They do. And we don't sell them. It's just, just yeah, they just find them out there. Myron L is a good, yeah. a good source. A really good one is like $450. Yeah. But you wouldn't need that if you're no. not doing anything critical. But that's real important to, the more critical the process, the more water analysis you should need. Okay. That's where you start is full water analysis. Mm-hmm. TDS mm-hmm. at the least. So now you have your all your ducks in a row and you have a bag of resin at your feet and you say, okay, now what? What do I do? Well, it depends on the purity level that you really need. And it determines your tank design. But in a perfect world, you need a tank that was real skinny and really tall mm-hmm. because the ions set themselves up in a column. So they kind of prefer a flow path like a column. And so, the cation and anion beads are all mixed together. That's why they call together. it mixed bed. They do, yeah. and they yeah. don't, you don't want them to unmix. So right. that's where we're going with the design. So you keep them and you pour them in a vessel, which is typically what we all have, right? It's a fiberglass tank. But here's the experience that we've learned. O-rings are not very good for high purity. Something in the above 10 megohms, millionths ohm of resistance. And we'll get into that. But the O-rings wear out. And you're going to be dumping these tanks. Mm-hmm. So you should have a threaded connection okay. on your distribution tube. So you have your head, your tank, your distribution tube, and your resin. Very simple. Polypropylene heads are high purity. Mm-hmm. When you're talking extremely high purity... You might be out of your league here, but everything counts. Yeah. I mean, we're talking 18 millionths of an ohm resistance. There's no resistance in the water because we took the electrical arc out when you remove all the conductivity of the water. Right. right. That means Nothing. you can You could put a hundred, it at, 600 sit, volts in there. In and there, it and it won't even. Won't, won't even tickle you. Don't try don't this try at home. Because <laughs> you'll yeah. do it in a galvanized bucket and right. you'll die. Right, uh, that. But still, that's pretty bizarre. I mean, you mm-hmm. think about it's hard to imagine. We've removed, and that's how they measure it: is the ohms resistance. Someone just figured it out, and they put, you know, uh, anode cathode in there and just mm. measured the uh, ohms resistance. So, no O rings if you can avoid it, unless you're doing window washing and spot free rents in your car or something. Tall skinny tanks are better than short fat ones. Always use an inlet screen. Because what happens is, is when water flows, it wants to drill. So you got to prevent any drilling because you're going to fill these tanks up to the top. Mm-hmm. Not to the dead top, but you can need a tiny bit of freeboard in there. But And you're filling them up simply because you're not, rege- you, you're not you're regenerating. Not, it's not connected to One a use, valve or anything. Not, like no that. valves, no backwashing. And, um, so no O-rings, tall skinny tanks, inlet distribution, very critical. Mm-hmm. So you 
spray the water in a diffused path. Mm-hmm. Downflow only. I get this all the time. If you upflowed a DI tank, it would be disaster because you would separate the resin, anion, cation. Anion's lighter it's going than to cation, right to the top. and they separate. And you remove the deionized mechanics there. Mix beds, when you put them together, they actually, when you mix them together, they create a higher quality water. It's just the dynamics of the ion exchange process. Do you and put a subfill in? No. No subfill, okay. no gravel. Can you imagine you put gravel in deionized water? What do you have? Silica, Silica. quartz. Yeah. yeah. So it's a good one. Yeah, no subfill. No subfill at all. Nope, nothing. Nothing is going to compete with super high purity. You just got to think clean. I don't think clean a lot. No, yeah. I don't think I'm, no. We won't. <laughs> no. Yeah. That could be another podcast. That'd be another podcast. Dirty thinking. So, Do you have to, to pre-treat? Yes, that's where I was going to go with the carbon. So your inlet and outlet connections, you want to do union connections, but you want to reverse them in a way that you'll never be able to get the inlet and the outlet connections mixed up. So your inlet might be a union male adapter and your outlet connection might be a male adapter by union. So the plumbing people would know you'd flip the connections. So the inlet hose that you're using would never fit on the outlet connection. So you make your adapters um, foolproof. foolproof. So pre-treatment would always use carbon because this is part of the whole big process. But I'm just trying to give everybody nuts and bolts here. But what we found is we had used coal-based carbon. Mm -hmm. I remember that. Coal-based carbon is a little dirty. For dechlorination, it works good. But if you put coal-based carbon that is not acid washed under a microscope as being a first run. You put virgin carbon in there and you run it. You'll get some ash and in the ash are some metals and minerals and iron and things that can come off that initial startup. And that could blind out your overload, your mix bed and really kill like a quarter of your capacity, like yeah. bang, right out of the gate. Yeah. So avoid coal-based that's not acid-washed. And if you're doing carbon, I prefer acid-washed coconut shell carbon because coconut has uh, less minerals in it. With the ash, yeah, yeah. You know, is less ash, even though it's, it's charred how they make it. And there may be some questionable ways they char it. It's still that substrate material is less prone to mineral contaminants and ash. Ash is And you're going to rinse it before you install it. You always rinse it down, yes. You're going to pre-rinse your carbon. It doesn't matter. You don't go right in with dry carbon and start it up. You're still going to kill your your Even in a household. Even in a household, no. This is pre-rinse, pre-wet carbon. You're better off that way. So So you have a carbon tank and a mixed bed tank. Or okay. sometimes two mixed beds. Or two, or single beds, but we won't go there. Yeah. Well, you go, some people will do, they want to get really pure water. They'll do RO. R-O. You know, R-O-D-I. And even, even ahead of the RO, you want to have yeah, some, something to remove the chlorine. Yeah. You want clean water to make clean water. Okay. I'm up and running now. How do I know yeah. where I'm going? How do I monitor this? Well- ongoing you don't want to just keep running over to a job and sticking a 
TDS pen in there and say, oh, look, we got it. They have automatic lights. And these lights are calibrated to the quality you want. But only to one megaohm. Then the lights don't have enough. They can't engineer the resistance low enough to make the bulb turn off or go on. So one millionth of an ohm resistance, one meg, is where the lights are. Okay. So if you're going into the super high purity stuff, the pharma stuff, you got it above one meg up to 15, 17, 18 meg mm-hmm. water, you're going to have to have a Myronel-like yeah, probe, yeah. a calibrated, a highly calibrated probe. And that works. And... uh that reminds me too, if your DI resin sits for a while, your monitor will actually read higher conductivity because of the nature of the resin and the way if you, you sit, it will also kind of rest and the charges can weaken a little bit. Oh, and okay. In high purity labs, they circulate. They circulate it, They yes. circulate water mm-hmm. around because that's the way the ions like to line up. And if they rest a little bit, they can just start giving you false positives on your conductivity. Mm-hmm. So rinse up before you test up. <laughs> and, uh, and this monitoring is very easy. But uh, another big tip is here why it's so important, especially if you're using it for spot-free or a beautiful classic black car mm-hmm. and you're rinsing, you're using it for spot-free for something. What happens if if you overrun, you let your mix bed go to exhaustion and you don't monitor it? Almost all the time, your anion breaks first. Your anion has much less capacity than your cation. So what happens is your water becomes instantly unbalanced and your cation resin is now working. Remember, it's regenerated with hydrochloric acid. So you're going to be exchanging these minerals, the cations, for hydrogen and mm-hmm. in hydrochloric acid. So basically, your pH is going to dump down at two. Ooh. And you're not going to know it until maybe you get etching or dulling of your chrome or you know, so it's some... sort of like washing your car with a cola drink. Yeah. I mean, with super acid maybe, water. Maybe, maybe even it's worse. It's not good. So you got to monitor that, monitor. Um, With a simple so, light in yep. the case of car washing or yep. window washing. So people, they ask me is, how do I know how much resin I need? You know, I kind of skipped over this, but I get this question all the time. How do I know the capacity? I know a water softener, I got 30,000 grains. Listen to our other podcast about high efficiency softeners, but... I got 30,000 grains coming out of my, uh, what's the capacity of a cubic foot, 45 pounds of mixed bed resin? Well, in certain instances, people say it's about 7,500 grains mm-hmm. and to 8,000 grains. We're very conservative with our sizing of our mixed beds, but the <laughs> mixed bed <laughs> resin uh, has 7,500 grains. People say, why is that? Well, your anion has about 7,500 to 8,000 grains capacity because your anion is going to break first. Cation is always you know, 30,000 grains. So we size it on the anion. So this is easy. You get your TDS. 
Ready? You got to be these pencils ready. You get your TDS and you convert it into calcium carbonate grains. So you got your TDS of, say, I don't have my phone or calculator, of, say, 200 parts per million. Your TDS is always in parts per million. You got to convert that. By okay, 200 parts per million. 200 parts per million. Mm-hmm. And you got to convert it to grains. Okay. 17.1. Divide it by 17.1 like you would do with calcium and magnesium. Okay, so the answer is 11.7. 11.7. Grains. Now, grains as calcium carbonate. We're oh, keeping it. it simple. 7,500 divided by 11.69. Okay. 641. That's all the gallons you're going to get. Of course, that's to death and to pH break and you don't want to go that far. Right. And it's largely the anions that are going to govern that. Yes. The anions, you can maybe push it a little further if you have very unbalanced water that's more cations and less anion. Mm -hmm. Because the way they mix the bed is 60-40, 60% anion, 40% cation. Because they know most of the time anion has a hell of a lot less capacity than cation. So most mixed beds are 60-40 blend. The window washing stuff's like 50-50. Yeah, I was going to say. That's, they're you know, chemical that's, equivalents. Mm-hmm. So, so 7,500 grains is your capacity. You divide your TDS by 17.1 to express it as grains per gallon, and you divide that into the capacity of 7,500, and that mm-hmm. equals the gallons per cubic foot throughput. Pretty simple, just so you can listen back, write it down. But... um. That is a uh, a big. That's how you size it up. That's how you size it up, and then, then you know. And of course, if you have multiple tanks, you get multiple gallons. Mm -hmm. Multiple, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and And, it's just like anything. The bottom line here is, if you're going to do this, you have to call somebody who knows how to do it. Yeah, because your first time out, even your third, fifth, sixth time out, it takes a while because every application is different. Yeah, I just don't want to scare people into, you know, well, I want to scare people into not winging it. Yeah, don't wing it. Yeah, but, but go ahead after it and certainly we can help you because we had a regeneration plant, plant. for mm-hmm. many, many, many years. Yep. Not anymore though. Not anymore. It's gone. Um, Oof. Yeah. So, we'll sell you all the resin you need, but uh so people, you know, the last part here is after you're done and all that, they say, well, obviously we've kind of hit the point where you can't regenerate it. You have to send it to a regeneration facility. And if you're going to do that, they're going to grill the heck out of you because they want to know exactly what your customers are doing because you could be hoodwinked into, as you know, where a company for EDM, wire EDM, Mm -hmm. circuit boards, metal plating. Mm -hmm. Guess what? They got a lot of bad guys as far as heavy metals. That will then make that resin somewhat toxic. And when you regenerate it, all those metals, concentrated metals, are going to come off in a waste stream. So you might think, oh, wow, I got this plating shop and they use all this resin. And they're like, ha, 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 I got a sucker here because what are you going to do with that resin after it's expired? Uh, yeah. Well, you well got you're going to send it to the appropriate regenerator. Regenerating facility, mm-hmm. and there's very few of them. Very there's only few. a couple of them. There's yeah. one here in uh, on the East Coast, another guy out in the Midwest. So, uh, be careful. You be careful with that. Be careful with your customer, uh, what their intentions are. When you are. choose your customer. Yeah. So, if you have a heavy metal, anything that's like heavy metals, rinsing, washing, plating, run, run. Yeah. Don't leave that. 
go, but spot-free rinse and, uh, you know, all the ingredient water and processed water, it is good. I, a lot of my, it's very lucrative. Well, I mean, when you talk about how or why we got into the business, you get into the business because people ask you, can you do this? Mm-hmm. And I suspect that the, there's some of our listeners who are getting this question from their customers saying, can you do this? The answer to that is yes, you can do it. But remember, you're going to have to hold somebody's hand or somebody's going to have to hold your hand through mm-hmm. the process. It's great business. Yeah, it's good business. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a great uh, business, but yeah. it can be yeah. stressful. Just, be, just beware. But and, it's a very good business to be in. But it's 24-7. And you're way. messing with somebody's process. Yes. It's not so It's not a household. can't screw it up. Yeah. So you have to be careful. But it is a great business. A lot of our customers are uh, do quite well with mm-hmm. it. So, okay. Well. If you have any questions, call us. Yes. And we'll be glad to help. And thanks for listening to this one. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.